Good morning and welcome to Fellowship of Faith. Uh, my name's Jason. Hi. <laughs> With me joining me here are uh, Jessica and Matthew Brown. Um, and they are going to be sharing a God story, um, their journey through miscarriage. Um, so it's a little severe, perhaps. Um, and maybe we'll start with the good news first, and then, yeah. So uh, if you guys want to introduce yourself and share that, yeah. Yeah, um, so my name's Matt. Um, this is my wife, Jessica. We've been coming um, here to Fellowship of Faith just under two years. Um, and uh, we're going to start out with this is not, well, I mean, it is related, but uh, this is okay and good and everything's fine. <laughs> um, so we are not talking about necessarily this in terms of the miscarriage today. Um, um, just want to put that out there. Yeah, right, right yeah, from the we don't want to do a cliffhanger yeah. for that. Um, um, so yeah. All right. Awesome. Um, how about we just start with the basic story of what happened, why we're here talking about this. Yeah. Okay. Um, so about, oh, I have a cold. Um, so it might sound like I'm like on the verge of crying the whole time. I'm probably not. Um, but just warning, I do have a cold. That's why the Kleenex box is here. Um, but about just over a year ago on May 4th, um, we remember May 4th because it's Star Wars Day and Matt's a big Star Wars fan. And it was the day that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 came out. Um, that morning, um, I took a pregnancy test and it was positive and, um, we were really excited. It was something we'd been looking forward to for a while and, um, praying that God would allow it to happen in our lives. And it was, um, really exciting. And so we went later that day over to my parents' house to tell them. And then that weekend we were going to Michigan to visit Matt's parents. So we told them then, um, and it's both, both was to be both of their first grandchildren grandchild. Um, so we, there was just a lot of joy and we um, started thinking about what this baby was going to be like and planning and we had um, Memorial Day weekend. I was with all of my extended family so we told them because we don't get together very often um, and while it was early we were still really excited to share. Um, I was feeling sick all the time which everyone says is a great sign for pregnancy um, and we went in on June 1st for our first ultrasound and the ultrasound technician um, just sort of blurted out there's not a nine-week-old baby in there and then didn't say anything else for the rest of the appointment um, so they sent us back out in the waiting room the doctor called us back and told us that um, the baby had died probably three weeks ago um, but my body hadn't processed that yet um, and so I was, my body was still acting like it was pregnant, but the baby inside of me had died. Um, and so that was hard. That was tough. Um, it took a lot of processing. Um, they gave me some medicine to help my body process that quicker. Um, so that happened. And then the next weekend, we actually had a trip planned to go visit my sister in D.C. and then to go to Disney for a couple of days. Um, so we were excited about that. The doctor said, because you're going to be so active, um, just anticipate your recovery might be a little bit longer from this. So um, I was just experiencing a longer recovery. I thought um, four weeks later, I was still 
recovering and um, my body started changing how it was recovering. So I called the doctor and they're like, oh, well, you just might be getting back on your normal cycle. So that's, that's probably fine. So you should be good. Um, that was around 4th of July. And then the middle, middle end of July, um, I started getting some abdominal cramping. Um, and one day it got so severe that we went to the emergency room um, and they did an ultrasound and discovered that um, I hadn't passed all of the dead fetal tissue yet. So my body was still um, kind of pregnant, kind of miscarrying. Um, they don't really have a term for that, but that's what was happening. Um, and so I had a doctor's appointment scheduled for the next day. Um, and then they scheduled a DNC um, and I ended up um, the night before the scheduled DNC back in the ER because um, I was in labor. I was really uncomfortable. Um, so they ended up doing at like 11.30 at night an emergency DNC. Um, and then that sort of solved the problem. There was recovery time from that. But um, so miscarriages are hard in and of themselves. But then for the physical recovery or processing time to take almost two months um, made ours challenging in, in that way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You want to talk a little bit about that processing of what happened? Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of processing when you, with your first, I mean, with, with our first baby, we you, miscarriage is not something that comes into your mind as a possibility. You find out you're pregnant and it's joy, it's excitement, it's energy. Um, and so, and especially with no physical signs of miscarriage, going into that first doctor's appointment, um, hearing that news that the baby was dead was, was pretty awful. Um, kind of shocked us and, um, and hurt a lot. And, um, but the further we went through it, um, there was times of anger and frustration with God and why he chose for this to happen to us. And um, there had been other things. Matt used to be a youth pastor, and um, the church he worked at was not necessarily a very healthy place. So we had left that um, maybe a year before this had happened, and there was a lot of, that was hard too because we had relationships with the people there, and, um, and leaving a job and a church home is a lot to leave all at once. And so Matt had had a new job, and um, we found this church, and we loved being here. And now we just felt like, okay, and now God's blessing us with a child. So we've got everything that we could have ever dreamed of all happening. And then um, for him to take that away was hard, was not what we expected. It wasn't fair. It didn't feel like God was taking care of us or doing what we thought was right. Um, and there was just through the whole time, um, because it lasted so long, there was a lot of processing and coming to terms with different things. And um, one of the biggest things I learned is that I'm not in control and that I can want to be in control and can try to be in control, but God's in control. Um, and that processing has continued throughout this pregnancy. Um, I think I know I had the opinion that, well, clearly once we get pregnant again, the sting of the miscarriage and it's all, we're, we can throw that out the window. Um, but uh, there was a lot of processing that went through that. Um, the best way I can describe that and just it, it affected this pregnancy here. Um, the first, um, when Jess was pregnant for the first time, um, we were both up 
at like 6 a.m. because we had to go to work. Um, and um, she took a pregnancy test, and it was positive, and it's, oh my gosh, and there's just smiles, and we're so excited, and uh, they're hugging, and like, oh my goodness, it's, we're going uh, to be parents, and then I'm on my way to work, and I'm so excited, I get to see Gardens of Galaxy Volume 2, and that's almost as good, and what a great day. Um, like, it was just on, on an absolute high. Um, and then the second time, it was early January, um, Jess woke me up at 7 a.m. and said, you know, I just took a pregnancy test. It's, it's positive. I'm pregnant. And I said, cool. And then I went back to sleep because <laughs> um, I was just not excited at all. There was no, it was, it was oh, fantastic. You, you are pregnant again, and we can go through this whole process one more time. Awesome. This sounds wonderful. So, and that lasted for months into this pregnancy, um, like four, five, six months in, we're still like, is, is she okay? Um, is, it is a she, by the way. <laughs> um, um, is she okay? Is everything okay? What, is, is this baby going to be um, healthy? What's going on? And it, there was just a lot, of, a lot of stress that came with it. And um, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do sometimes with medical things to know, okay, I'm, I'm okay because this isn't happening. Whereas, I mean, I don't have a ultrasound machine in my um, house, or if I did, would have any knowledge of how to operate it to be like, oh, well, clearly we'll just check on the baby. Um, so you're just, I don't know, I hope everything's okay, but... Um, um, there's not really, you don't necessarily really know. So there's been a lot of processing still of having to trust God in this pregnancy that everything's going to be okay. And um, yeah, that's been, it's been a longer process than I think what I personally anticipated. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk a little bit about that spiritual aspect of the, the, the journey? Um, so... God has definitely blessed me with uh, the spiritual gift of faith. And so there was never a time through this journey where I doubted God's existence or God's love for me, um, which is a huge blessing. Um, but there were times where it was hard to understand why what was happening was happening. Um, and so in the beginning, it was just a lot of sadness and anger and trying to figure out why. And and we can't answer that because God is way bigger than we are. And we might never know the answer to why. Um, but that's that's okay because God's in control. Um, in July, which was sort of toward the end of this experience, um, we help with the youth and college ministries. And so we had been going through the book of Revelation, a study that the church had done a while ago with the college students last summer. And um, one of the sections we were talking about had to do with idols and how um, really challenging each person to to check their own spiritual life and what things might be idols in their life. Um, and one of the things that God had really put on my heart was that being a mom and having a family had become an idol to me, and I'd been putting that ahead of God. Um, and that I just, because God had given me that first child, that, well, clearly this is like something here, I need to have a family now. This is, this needs to be the top priority. Um, and God quickly reminded me, nope, I'm your top priority. And, um, and I, if I want you to be a mom, you'll be a mom. That'll happen. But you need to put me first. Um, and so it took time to 
recognize that and come to terms with what that looked like. Um, and then sort of since then, I've had a verse in, it's Romans 8.15, and I don't have it memorized, but the paraphrase is um, that God doesn't give us a spirit of fear. He um, has called us to be his children and that we get to call him Abba, which is daddy. Um, and that has been just a reminder that no matter what, what's happening, God's in control, and he knows what's going on, and he's got your best interest in mind, he's got your back, and we don't have to be afraid, because we know, we know that God wins, spoiler alert, in the end, Jesus <laughs> wins, like, we're on the winning side, so um, with that in mind, it's a lot easier sometimes to process through these harder things. Yeah, my personal processing was much different than uh, my wife's because I didn't have the physical reminder. Um, I had an escape from it that I could leave the house and go do something and I did not have any kind of physical reminder that, oh, there was a miscarriage that just happened. Um, and I, um, my job is I work um, at the Disney store, which means that I get to enter a magical Disney bubble <laughs> every time I go to work where everything is happy and magical and nothing ever goes wrong. Um, so to be able to leave my house and walk into this magical uh, land where I can just have lots of fun and everything's happy and wonderful um, was was um, like an, a very easy way to escape from it, and um, that you know delayed my processing a little bit, um, or as well just made it it was just different. Mm -hmm. um, um, and also because um, Jess was um, physically unable to do certain things. Um, there was a lot of um, around the house just me doing more stuff which um, um, when, for a lot of people when they, and I'm like this, when you stay busy, it's easier to repress whatever mm -hmm. emotions could possibly be coming up. So, I mean, every so often, there, you know, when I was in the house by myself, there would be, um, I'd have to go into the room that we had planned out for the nursery for whatever reason, or I decided to do that or whatever, um, and... And that was more of a time of processing. But uh, um, in terms of faith, um, um, God did not bless me with as strong of a gift of faith as he did my <laughs> wife. Um, so I, I never once necessarily throughout this process uh, said God doesn't exist. I, I still had the, the belief that God existed and all those basic core beliefs. But... Um, not sure I fully believed that God was um, uh, looking out for me and always good and all this other stuff. Um, so I uh, set out to uh, prove God wrong hmm. um, and show him that clearly he was in the wrong in this. Um, essentially, you know, putting God in a timeout of sorts. Like, okay, God, you need to be in a timeout until you uh, do what is right. Um, uh, I was looking for the verse that said, uh, become a Christian, and then um, everything is going to be fantastic and wonderful. Um, uh, that verse does not exist in the Bible. And, in fact, quite the contrary, the exact opposite of what I just said um, exists more prevalently in the Bible. I don't know if prevalently is a word, but oh well. It is, yes. Oh, good. 
Um, um, and so that was a lot, there was a lot of anger and frustration, and um, it's very difficult to see someone that you love and that has clearly been blessed with um, the gift of wanting to be a mom and, um, and, and just having a mom quality about her. I mean, it's one of the things that, that, that I, I love about her and um, one of the reasons why I married her. I, I, I like the mom in her because um, I'm sometimes a child and maybe need someone to keep me in check. Um, so, um, you know, there's... Um, to see that be given and then so, in my mind, aggressively ripped away was kind of like, why did you do that? This, this person is now, like, distraught. Why did you do that? And um, there was a lot of anger towards that. And, um, yeah, that, that process has been um, long and ongoing. And, um, you know, I... I, I always feel like whenever I hear faith stories, like, you know, most of the time the person comes in and says, and now I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, everything's fine. And um, I'm not quite to that point. Um, um, I'm still working through it. Um, still working through things with God. Um, still working through um, what all these, all these bumps in the road mean. Um, and that's hard to say because so often we like I want to fix my relationship with God right now, and I want it to be I want it to be good right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is more of a process. Right. Um, yeah. And one of the things we haven't quite touched on yet that was huge in um, our healing and our processing through all of this was the community that God had given us. And that was one of the biggest blessings and biggest reminders that came um, through this whole thing was that we have incredible family, both like our parents and siblings, um, an extended family, but also here we have an incredible family and people um, in our small group and other people that love us and take care of us. And um, I think that had we gone through this process without the community of people at this church, it would have looked a lot differently. Um, so we're very grateful for those people in our life who um, who were there to to walk through all of it with us. Um. Um, in my scouring of the Bible to prove God wrong, um, <laughs> I learned some other things too. <laughs> um, uh, w- one of the things that is very um, hip right now, I think, is to say I believe in God and I'm religious, but I don't need church. Church is full of hypocritical sinners who will backstab you at the, at the first opportunity that they get. Um, and on a side note, I always think that the fact that the church is full of sinners is why you don't go is hilarious because, yeah, that's, that's why we're here. <laughs> like, we're, we're, we're sinners. That's why we're here. Um, it just, it's, that's always makes me chuckle. Um, but um, they have this attitude, uh, people have this attitude that I'm going to go at it alone. I, I, can, I can do this by myself. I can read my Bible. I can pray. I can do devotions. It's fine. Um, um, but it is very clear to me that God wants us to be in community. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, to piggyback off of what Jess was saying, this situation goes a lot differently um, 
if we did not have an established community. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, it took some seeking out on our end. Um, you know, we had to, to take a couple steps forward. Um, um, but uh, I, I highly encourage anybody who um, does not have a community here, whether that is um, you find one in an official church manner um, through discipleship groups, or you just see someone in the coffee house and go, gosh, that person looks pretty neat. I think I'd like to go to lunch with them. And then you walk up to them and say, hey, you're, you look pretty neat. You want to go out to lunch? Um, and, you know, you, you, it, don't be afraid to build your own community because, uh, um, yeah, we were not meant to go at this alone. Um, and that has been such a blessing to be, um, and that's where I very much have seen God's grace in the community that has supported us, um, because doing this alone would would not have worked. Um, it's been so nice to have people to talk to and people to challenge what I'm feeling to to say, yeah, you absolutely have the right to be angry at God, but that doesn't mean that you're in the right. Um, 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 so it's, um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but the the community is was such a huge aspect and such a blessing um, from God um, throughout this whole process. And um, it strengthened our community um, going through that too. Um, any closing thoughts or <laughs> we're, we're used to uh, both of us are in like student and youth ministries where if we don't make our point in 15 minutes they're texting and falling asleep so uh... <laughs> um, I guess when Jason first asked us to speak about this um, it was a couple two or three months ago and my first response was no way this is super out of my comfort zone this is not um something at all that I would have wanted to do but then um God was prodding me a little bit because um I've I've always loved hearing people's faith stories and sharing how God has worked in their lives but sometimes I've gotten frustrated because some of these stories are so just God's intervening is so incredible and, um, like, my life is kind of boring compared to those. And so it's, it's amazing to hear all of those incredible stories. But sometimes I just, like, they were so hard to relate to because I've, I've not had anything that tremendous or terrific or terrible happen in my life. Um, and so, so I've, you know, I've multiple times said to Matt and other people, it would be so nice to hear a faith story of just someone who's, you know, had a pretty normal life. Um, and then with this miscarriage, I was also, um, in the statistics there, one in every four pregnancy ends in miscarriage. That's not one in every four woman that tries to have a baby, um, but one in four pregnancies. That's a lot. Um, and the more I started talking about it with other people, the more people that, um, I've been related to my whole life that I had no clue that they'd had a miscarriage. Um, and so the more, um, people, and even after the last service, I had four or five different women and families come up and share their stories with me. Um, it happens all the time and, and we don't talk about it. Um, and part of that community that Christ has called us to is to be able to share in the brokenness and to grieve with one another. Um, and so I've been telling Matt about how pe- more people need to be more vocal about miscarriages and 
faith stories need to be about more things that happen to normal people. And then Jason's like, hey, Jessica, you want to talk about your miscarriage? Um, so. It wasn't quite predicated that way. But. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so here we are talking about it, even though it's not anything I would have ever asked for or wanted to. Um, God just made it clear that this, was, this is important. This is something that um, I imagine most people here know of at least one person who's had a miscarriage. Um, and it's, it's a real problem that happens because of the brokenness in this world. But, but Jesus came to save us. And, and um, it's hard, and it takes a lot of grieving and processing. Um, but like I said before, Jesus wins in the end. And so if we're on his side, um, we win too. And that there's a lot of peace in that. Wow, that's hard to follow up. <laughs> um, uh, again, I'll piggyback off of it a little bit um, uh, with all of the processing that I'm continuing to go through. One of the reasons why I want to fix it right now is because my feeling is, well, I need to get right with God right now. Um, um, but uh, we forget that God is still walking with us and, and with us even through valleys in our faith. And those valleys may be longer than what we would like them to be, um, but he never, he never stops loving us. And he, God does not have a uh, long application to get into heaven where it's like, oh, man, you put me in time out for five years and then were angry with me for this long. And mm, I, don't, I don't know if you're getting in. Um, like it's, there's one box to check and that's Jesus. Um, you know, believing in Jesus is that free gift of salvation, um, that we are given. Um, and once that box is checked, um, you know, we're, we're, we're good and Jesus made us pure in God's eyes. Um, so, um, you know, it's a continued to work on the relationship with God and, and, um, talking about that and, and making sure that being diligent with that, um, um, but to know that it's, it's okay to be in a valley and to walk with God in more darker times. So, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can we pray? <laughs> How about we all stand up and pray? <clears throat> oh, Father God, as we um, continue our relationships with each other and with you, um, help us to lean into each other and into you, especially as we share one another's burdens, as we work through and process uh, times when things aren't going awesome um, with you um, in life, and, and Lord, as, as we have experienced, you know, the sadness and, and frustration and anger and annoyance and all the emotions that are human. Lord, you know them. You know us. You've lived it. You've seen it. You know our hearts. And Lord, help us to always remember that you are there walking alongside us. You're with us. You're in us. Lord, for even those times when we want to put you in the corner, help us realize that 
That doesn't work. You are God. You are God. May we always rest in that, knowing you have saved us no matter what. In your holy name.